As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. If you change your life right now, you're going to live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I had been called in that moment. It was like, you have the world in the palm of your hand. You have to make a change right now. Your choice is to continue doing this again tonight or to call someone and ask for help. And I just like, I sat there, I was crying and I was like forcing myself to like get rid of everything that I put in my body. And it was just like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel. And woo, today's episode. <laughs> oh, today's episode. I want you right now to prepare yourself by bringing awareness to the shallowness of your breath in this moment and make it a little deeper, just taking a few deep, deep breaths in and out while you listen to me and while I just express my gratitude for you being alive and breathing right now. <laughs> oh, this is an episode that 15-year-old Raquel needed, that 25-year-old Raquel needed to hear during her crazy decade days of insanity. Um, I'm going to preface this episode by saying rest in peace, rest in paradise to Mac Miller. If you're like me, who embraced a fair amount of his masterpieces, especially the social right poetry and raps and danced to them and cried to his music and his poetry and his art, then you may have been a little sad this past weekend. <laughs> One of my closest friends, too, he himself loved to also create his own rap music and he had a bit of a Mac Miller type personality. I think he passed right around the time Mac Miller became super big. He passed around and he passed the same way overdosing and it just takes so many young lives and old lives it's just one too many lives and this disease of addiction and this disease of the desire to escape or numb the pain of the world for a bit it's heartbreaking how big of an epidemic it is 
Mac Miller is indeed not alone in in this pain and all of the breaking hearts out there from his family and friends and fans. May all of the prayers and love go out to them right now in this time. And they are just not alone in this pain of knowing him or even perhaps someone else who had one hit too many and that took their life too. You might know someone and you might be harboring pain in your heart from this precious life being taken away just from drugs. And so this episode is dedicated to all the souls that struggle with any addiction or numb themselves or try to control their world by abusing drugs, alcohol, and even food. And now I really want to get an expert in this field. My guest today, I can't wait for you to hear her, or should I say our guest today, Melissa Wood, is known to inspire people on how to thrive on a lifestyle filled with plant-based food and meditation and yoga and Pilates and a lot of self-love with her coaching and successful online platform, melissawoodhealth.com. Plus, she is also a mama of two and the second should be born this month or even this week, I believe. It might be this week. She is just one of the most radiant pregnant women that I have ever seen And I do believe it's due to her dedication to her lifestyle, which she talks all about on this podcast, and also her struggles with pregnancy, cravings, and more. Her life was not always as bright and full of light as it is right now. Um, Melissa will dive into the dark side of her life when she was trying to make it as a model in New York City and doing what she could to stay slim and so much more beyond that, beyond the weight, to stay in control of her life with eating disorders like binging and purging to abusing Adderall and alcohol and letting that control her life as she kept it a secret from the entire world until she had enough and totally changed her world around. And so even today with pregnancy cravings, And those moments that she might cave because of all of the spiritual tools she has, she's been able to find compassion within herself and not judge herself too harshly in those moments, which is a great takeaway for all of us. Because it just goes to show that no matter where someone seems to be on their journey, we are still human and sometimes fall off course for a moment or two. I know I do. The important part is to own it and not spiral and find compassion within yourself and get back up using those spiritual tools on your tool belt. And that's just the beauty of being on this awakening and loving spiritual path. Because when you don't have the tools to get through, it it's extra challenging and honestly most people don't and so that's when they need you dear listener listening right now that's when they need you because the struggle to get back up from any disease or addiction or eating disorder is so hard and as someone myself who did struggle with the abuse of drugs and alcohol and food and was able to hide it, hide it for so long from my mom and my dad and friends that were just not into that. It's so hard to just open up. And sometimes that's when you might need your closest friend or a strong community that will support you to open up to. And there's signs when someone that you know is in need of help. And the first is that you 
honestly just feel it you listen to that gut feeling that there's something wrong because there probably is and they might deny it but listen to that and the second is that you can see it in their eyes they are a little more lifeless and perhaps even physically their eyes have sunken in it could be very subtle it's hard to tell but again you just listen to that inner knowing that you have and they're likely to deny it and more likely going to really hide it so the only thing that you can really do is to just try to be there for them by showing them a little bit more love a little extra love asking them to hang out or taking them out on a surprise coffee date and they have no idea why but just to just because you care about their being and them being alive that's what can fill that void for them that they're seeking to escape in they just they just need someone to show them a little bit of hope and someone to see them and to embrace that sparkle of theirs Every person is so different and there's a variety of severities of how deep people are with their addiction and so there's really no formula to saving someone. So don't think that you have to save them because that is a lot of weight to put on your shoulder. But what I do wish that I did with my friend when I knew he was going through it, I had an opportune moment to drive to him when he was in rehab in another state and I was in that state could have taken that opportune moment to just see him and embrace his sparkle. Now the best I can do is just to encourage you if you know someone where you can just do a little more for them today, give them a little extra love and attention, do that. Do that for their soul and for your soul. And so that is just a preface to this episode. I'm going to also send a little extra love right now to the Yummy Reviewer of the Week by Shared2014. <laughs> absolutely life-changing. The Your Own Magic podcast and group is absolutely the most life-changing movement I have ever experienced. I've never heard hosts that believe with such utter love and honesty that every single person out there is capable of so much more. Raquel, Ali, and their guests' inspiring words are touching, emotional, brave, strong, and they force you to dig deep into your mind and your soul. It will change your life for the better if you let it. You will never be the same highly recommended oh well shared 2014 (laughs) whatever your beautiful name is thank you thank you and i'm sure ali will also appreciate this review too seriously thank you so much i am beyond happy that this podcast is helping awaken all of us to realize that we are limitless and that we are all more than capable of doing whatever we desire to do because If it wasn't something that we could do, I truly just don't believe that our guides or our mind would allow us to dream it up. You know, our life is supposed to feel good and we are the authors of this life, so we shall honor our truest souls and if we're not living in alignment with what we know we are capable of, or at least what we hope to be capable of, which actually I believe means we are more than capable of it if we hope to be, we will change and create our reality for the better. And so, no... Life will never, ever be the same when we finally awaken to this. (laughs) That's a beautiful thing. And this was a beautiful review. So thank you. 
Thank you so much. And one more thing that I've been doing to create my reality for the better, (laughs) I want you to dip your toes into, especially if you're a personal development and self-expansion junkie like me, I challenge you for the next two months to try out Skillshare for only 99 cents for two months, I know, just shy of a dollar. If you don't know what Skillshare is, it is an online course platform with over 20,000 brilliant courses that cover a range of useful and practical subjects from creative courses like illustration or business courses like entrepreneurship and tech courses and culinary courses and health and wellness courses and so many courses. Those are just to name a few. I'm taking right now a creative writing masterclass and a portrait photography. I encourage you to try them out. Skillshare right now is gifting you two months for 99 cents when you use the special link skillshare.com forward slash magic. So take a peek. That's skillshare.com forward slash magic to start your two months today. And now... It is time to let the magic begin with Melissa Wood. When someone has a podcast too, I I definitely really tune in to just like their, yeah, like their vibrations and it it makes such a difference. Oh, it is everything. I actually have chills now that you're talking about this because that makes the biggest difference in the world is just knowing that that person is truly present and ready. And I can feel it with you. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, by the way, another thing I just want you to know is that I just wrapped your 10 minute free meditation on YouTube. Oh my God. Why not? (laughs) Just do that. And I loved it. I felt so great. So I am here now. We are here now. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That's so <laughs> sweet that you just did that. I had to. That's actually my second time doing it. Is it? Oh, yeah. thank you. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Another thing I just have to know is that you look so radiant and glowing. You're one of the most beautiful pregnant women that I've ever oh. laid eyes on. Oh, my God. I will take it all. Keep, keep going. <laughs> 35. I know. 35 <laughs> just buttering started. up for the interview. <laughs> Thank Wait, you. Are you? How far so along sweet. are you? I'm 35 weeks. Uh, I know. Girl? It's a girl. It's a girl. Oh. I know. The countdown is like officially on. Oh my gosh, your baby's gonna have a sister. I he's know. Gonna- he's. Oh. We'll see. He's he's gotten so clingy to me, which uh, everyone kind of warns you about, and it's like you know. It's so sweet, but then you're like, oh shit, this is going to be so challenging. But it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be a part of his journey to be able to share you. Totally. No, it's, it's so true. And it's time. He's had me for three straight years. (laughs) Yes. It's time. Oh. So I just want you to also know that I discovered you through Lauren and Michael of the Confidential. Because they were on your podcast. They were. I love them. And I just, I had to bring you on because I deeply resonate with your story from your eating disorder journey Mm. and your abuse of drugs. And then also the transitional journey, the journeys to love and discovering your own love through meditation and even with plant-based eating and just all the journeys resonated deeply with me. So paralleled to my own. I just, I had to bring you on and I'm so thankful you're here and I'm ready to dive in and hear your stories. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It It's <laughs> like, I, 
I never knew that doing podcasts was like a huge part of my passion. Like I love doing this and I love being able to connect with your community and, you know, and just share it in a a way to hopefully just help anyone that I, I can with my story. So thank you. Well, and your stories are something that is going to really deeply resonate with my tribe. I call them the soul tribe. And mm, I love that. And, <laughs> I know. And in our Facebook group, some of the most widely discussed topics surround healing from body dysmorphia and other body image issues, but also eating disorders and battling this ideal that our worth depends on our human suit. Yeah. And you, oh yeah. And you battled this for years. I know. And it seems that once you finally let go, everything ended up aligning and you just look phenomenal, but most importantly, you feel phenomenal. Exactly. Yes. And it's just very clear that you are not only at peace within your shell, but within yourself. Thank you. Ooh, that gave me chills. It's so true. (laughs) It's so true. And I, I, as you know, as you've heard, I, I was not for most of my life. So it's nice to come to be in this place. That's why I can't wait for everyone to hear your story as I know your story is going to be a great teacher for every listener who either struggles or knows someone, loves someone that is struggling with these issues. So do you mind starting from, well, the darkest parts of this journey and then how you healed from it? Yes. I, oh God, let's see. You know, I, I had moved to New York. I was working at Chanel in Bloomingdale's. That's how I moved here. It was kind of like on a whim, literally was like thrown into the city. And I was working during the day. I was cocktail waitressing at night. And then I, you know, was looking for modeling agencies. And it was throughout that that process of looking to be signed by an agency, right? And going into seeing these agents and constantly just being told that I wasn't enough. I wasn't this, I, you know, I wasn't tall enough. I wasn't thin enough. And I, I had met with one of the top agencies last and they were like, listen, we love you, but you have to trim down. Like you have to lose weight. And, you know, as, as much as I had already developed these dysfunctional um, ways of, you know, really just like living my life and my relationship with food. But this was definitely like a huge trigger for me. And I was on a mission to sign with this agency. You know, it was just something that I, I used to look at these girls in magazines and think like, how can anyone live this life? This is like unattainable. It's crazy. You know, it's like coming from a small town, I'm from Syracuse. It's, you know, you, you think this stuff is, is, it's almost like impossible to live this life. So the fact that I was getting so close, I was literally willing to do anything. And I started working out multiple times a day. I was so crazy with what I was putting in my body and restricting myself and kind of just shoving all like all of my feelings in. And, you know, when I moved to New York too, I definitely felt like I remember kind of coming home to myself at night and closing the door and being, being like alone with all of the things that 
were traumatic from my childhood and like just being alone with it. I have, I have four sisters. There were always people around me. You know, I lived with my boyfriend in Syracuse. So it was like the first time in my life where I was like kind of alone with myself and my thoughts and they scared the shit out of me. And I didn't even know how to process them. And whenever I started kind of like turning on that hamster wheel and things would come up, it just, the only thing that gave me this immediate sense of relief was going downstairs from my apartment. There was a pizza shop next door. There was homemade bagels and ice cream. And I would just load up. I would eat everything. And then you know, here I'm trying to lose weight to be a model. And I would just go upstairs and be like disgusted with myself and release. I would, I started letting go of all of it. And it just became this, like as, as disgusting as it is, it became this thing that it was like, nobody knew. And it was, it was like my little secret that made me feel better, I thought, in the moment. Although long-term, the effects, obviously, that, you know, they really tear you down. But it it gave me this high, this, like, thing. It was, like, whenever I was starting to feel anxious or outside of myself or I started thinking too much about things that bothered me, it was, like, that was how I, I started to deal with it. And then after I had signed with the agency and I was going to castings and, you know, you're in this room amongst some of the most beautiful women in the world. And I, I would just, I never felt like I belonged. Like I, I, I was like, I'm not that. And look at her. Oh my God, she's the smallest size I've ever seen. And like, I'm like quadruple her size. I'm like, I can't believe I'm in this room. And it just, it became this vicious cycle of just constant comparison with everyone around me. And I, I just never felt enough. I never felt enough as I was. And it just, you know, being bulimic, it just, it manifested its way into my life. It slowly started seeping in more and more. And at that time, I like even saying it, like saying I was bulimic is it still gives me this kind of like, <gasps> You know, it's like the shock to the system because I was in like complete and utter denial for years that that's what it was. I just thought it was this thing that I occasionally did that eventually started taking over my life and nobody knew. I never told anyone. I was so good at hiding it. Literally none of my girlfriends, none of my family members, my boyfriends. And it just, it, it was this, the, that was my tool. That became my coping mechanism. Yeah. You may have been alone with your thoughts in a sense, but you were also so busy from working all day to cocktail waitressing to the added stress of trying to keep up in the modeling world. No wonder. Like I have so much compassion for that girl because she didn't really have a moment to truly, even though you were not with your family or friends really anymore and you were in a city by yourself, you didn't truly have a moment to really listen to yourself. So of course you would cave to disordered eating where it seems in that moment you do have the most control, right? Oh, that's what it was all based on really was this sense of being able to control those feelings that yeah. made me feel really uncomfortable and that I, I had never dealt with. 
Yeah. And then you were not only struggling with this eating disorder, but to place a cherry on top, you abused Adderall and which, you know, can be surprisingly celebrated in our culture, which honestly makes me sick because it's that abuse that definitely damaged my body for years. Um, Oh yeah. It's such a horrible, horrible horrible drug. I mean, you know, people are prescribed Adderall all the time and I am not a doctor. I'm not saying that you know, everyone is wrongly described, but it is 1000% abused in our society. And, you know, people, as soon as women know that it helps motivate you and you lose weight, it's like this thing, everyone's kind of buying off of each other. I know. And they might either use that or cocaine as an appetite suppressant, but yep. it, which Adderall is basically legal cocaine. I always <laughs> say that. I say it's legalized cocaine. I think I got that from you. Um, <laughs> it's so true though. But you are on your highest high for that moment and then suddenly you're on your lowest low and it's just simply a sick cycle. So how in the world did you recover and detox from this extra challenging addiction and the eating disorders? Yeah. So I... I was, it was like laying on the the bathroom floor after just a horrible night of binge drinking, binge eating, throwing up, using Adderall. And I, I literally felt like death. And I was like, I would rather die than feel this way. Like I felt so awful and I was so disgusted with myself and I, it's just, it finally hit me, you know, I love Gabrielle Bernstein. And when she shares her story and she said she had this moment where it was like, if you change your life right now, you're going to live a life beyond your wildest dreams. And it was, it was a little different in the sense, but it was, I had been called in that moment. It was like, you have the world in the palm of your hand. You have to, you have to make a change right now. And like your choice is to continue doing this again tonight or to call someone and ask for help. And I just like, I sat there, I was crying and I was like forcing myself to like get rid of everything that I put in my body. And it was just like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I called my girlfriend who had been in therapy for years and had a great relationship with her therapist. And I, I was like, I need, I need her number. I need, I need help. I need something like I have to talk to someone. And that was a huge turning point for me. I think just coming to terms with the fact that it was an issue and that nobody else came to me to tell me it was an issue. It, it was from deep within. It was like my own calling to, to just like step up to the plate in a way that it was like face everything that I had been pushing down. That shifts everything. And then you finally, you finally admitted it to a friend. You finally let go of this deep, dark secret because you said that you were keeping it so secret. I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her why. I just said, I'm in a really bad place. Like I wasn't quite there yet. I actually, it's, it's almost ironic. I didn't tell anyone of my friends first. I I started coming out publicly with it, which is so weird that you would think that I would like open up to a world of strangers first, but I almost felt more comfortable doing that. And then through 
them hearing things. It was, you know, one of my girlfriends who is an anxiety sufferer and we had a very real conversation. We spoke about this and she was one of the first people that I ever like really told and she was shocked. She was shocked and it's it's slowly like the more comfortable that I got, I started telling more people. I think my mom, I, I was one of the last, it was just, it was so hard for me to admit it. You know, it took so many years. So it's it's interesting how you can find comfort in a community of people that you don't really know. You know what I mean? I know exactly. What <laughs> like mean. I felt so, so so much support. Yeah. Through sharing that with, like online, and then mm-hmm. it was like this thing. My friends are like, kind of like, what? What is like? Did this really happen? You know, it was, it was almost like a question for a few people, but I get it. It's, it was, it was kind of a strange way to do it, but it's just how I felt comfortable. You are Am I sp- echoing? No, you're not echoing. You are okay, speaking good. to my soul right now. That's what Aww. you're doing. You're <laughs> speaking to my soul. I'm like, yes, it's so interesting. But you know, if that is the route someone needs to take, if it's hard to really open up to someone they personally know, if the route they need to take is to open up to a community, by all means, do that. Yeah, <laughs> do what you need to do. It's true. Whatever whatever helps helps the healing. And it really helped mm. me heal. Yeah. I mean, and not then- only it, – it's it's like it not only helped me heal, it – I, you know, when people are like, how did you get to where you are? It was through sharing the, the one thing that I was most ashamed of my entire life through allowing those words to come out of my mouth that shifted – my entire business. It, it's, it's, it wasn't even a business at that time. It was like, it shifted my, my calling. It was like, I, I became, it was, it was as if my, it was everything just started flowing through me. It was like a river just flowing through me where before I was, I had such a struggle with finding my thing, you know, like, and it was through that, that everything started to become very clear in my life. Oh, and that's what happens once you start to recognize, whoa, my mess is my message and you start to own the story. It's just so incredible what ends up unfolding when you go with that, whatever it is, because there are many people that also have similar journeys, but not every voice resonates with every person. But your voice is resonating with so many people that you know, can feel some sort of connection with you. And so it's just amazing what ends up unfolding when that happens. It really is. And, you know, like I say, I I even hate to use the word business because it, it wasn't even, that wasn't my intention. It was, it was really through self-healing and then it became, it became a business. (laughs) It just, you know, that's because you were just listening and going with the flow and finding that call. It's, it's so beautiful when it happens organically. Oh, because it didn't for so many years. I mean, right. I remember. You thought you needed to be a model. I know? thought I needed I thought I needed to be a model because that was what I saw as perfection. Yes. And I was living in this life of perfectionism. I am a recovering perfectionist, thank God. Mm-hmm. And that all, <laughs> that through, you know, 
unveiling all of that. It was like I started sharing myself on my stories with no makeup and like, okay, maybe I hadn't brushed my teeth yet, but like I was going to share this thing because it came through me in a way I was like, I had to share now. And that, that was a huge, huge, huge turning point for me. So do you mind taking us through some steps of how to recover from perfectionism? Cause I know that is a very big one that a lot of people also can't admit to themselves yet. No. How do you recognize that you're a perfectionist too? You know, I think when, when you're, when things are, when something is being almost like withheld from you really sharing it in a way that you you're feeling that that call or that there's there is something beyond yourself like this higher power kind of you know speaking to you but you're almost it's like you can't move you can't move forward because the website's not up or this hasn't been edited or this wasn't photoshopped or it's that that was at least for myself and at this at this point that I'm speaking about in my life I had cystic acne all over my entire face and was suffering from acne and you know I, I now know why I had cystic acne at the time it was like I was a food psycho I was literally like writing down everything and the reason why I had acne is because of my perception towards myself. Yeah. I gave myself acne because I looked at myself and I saw nothing that was good enough. And if there was one pimple and I would pick it apart and I would focus on it to the point where I wouldn't leave my house because of that pimple. And then I would wake up with five more pimples. And it was like, this just kept happening in my life. And I read the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Oh, Louise Hay. At Louise Hay. Oh, I, I know. That book. <laughs> oh, that book is such a, it's for anyone that struggles with this, please read that book because mm-hmm. it was like I had been awakened. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, she gives the, the um, exercise to write down, I love and accept myself exactly the way I am. And I put it on a post-it note and I put it on the mirror and I would look in the mirror with no makeup on and I would say it and I, I would cry and I didn't believe myself and I would say it again. And then it just became this exercise that even though it, I didn't believe it, I, I showed up to it every single day and I would say it to myself. And then it, you know, through through my meditation practice and really sitting in the stillness of who I was of a person, it, it, was, it was through that practice that I saw myself differently. I started to see the kind, compassionate, loving, warm woman that I am and how I had the ability to make people smile and I started to really focus on those things, those gifts in my life. And yes, I transitioned to a plant-based diet, which definitely made a difference. And I was, you know, I switched to more non-toxic beauty products, definitely made a difference. But the thing that made the biggest difference was was shifting the relationship to myself. That is truly everything. Thing. It's everything. so interesting. Everything. And some people might think it sounds so trite now, but no, 
it truly shifts everything. And that's one of the most beautiful mantras. If people just recite that every single morning, that almost like you said, the fake it till you make it, essentially, you really do end up believing it. You do. I mean, and and I mean, I had to fake it for so long and it's, I still do it. If I'm having a day or like, you know, pregnancy can bring up a lot of, a lot of um, <laughs> unresolved emotions and triggers that once, you know, occurred in your life. Like, you know, I threw up for almost five months, this entire pregnancy. And it brought me back to that place in my life where I was doing this. Like I voluntarily was doing this to myself. And I, I just, it really brought me back to a weird, weird place. I would say I was definitely battling a depression in the beginning of this pregnancy because I felt my absolute worst. And I felt like I looked my worst, but I started to focus on it. And it was tearing me down. And I had to have, I reread A Return to Love, which is another oh. book. I, all, it's, in, it's like, just like, your life manual to oh, just like Mary learning Williams how to love everything. Yeah. She's everything. I love her so much. So much. Uh, I've read that book four times and it just, every time I just get something more. So I had to like everything I'm sharing with you now, it's like, I had to go back to basics, baby. It was like, it, it's, and I share that I meditate every day because I have to remind myself that I need that gift of meditation every single day. It's not like, okay, I do it when I need it. No, no, you need it every day. Mm-hmm. Because when you need it most is when it will move through you and you respond to things in such a different way. But yeah, it's um the the pregnancy component with brought up a lot of these like I don't like the way I look. I don't and then it was like, no. No, 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 no. We are not going back there. Mm-hmm. And I have these conversations with myself, you know. It's like and now coming to the end of my pregnancy where you're just beyond outside of yourself. It's like I learning to love myself this way and it's 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 forever just as you know, it's like a never-ending journey of just discovering new parts of yourself. And See, this is such a valuable lesson to know that no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, I know that people really look up to you as if you are always on this awakened path. And of course, in a sense, you are because you use your tools in those moments where you are having a very human experience and old issues are arising and you feel like you are starting from ground zero and caving to old ways. I've been there recently and I'm like, wow, how could I allow this to happen again? And that's when you just know you just have to pull out that tool belt and just do what you know, start from that love from within again and not worry about all the external factors. Allow yourself to feel whatever's coming to surface and, you know, and have compassion for yourself in those moments. I mean, you are pregnant. <laughs> That's I know. <laughs> if it, nobody could have compassion for themselves in that experience, man. Oh, I know. And it's 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 a challenge because you know you'll run into people and they're like, oh my god, you look massive, and it's like all these trigger words again, oh. and you're like, <gasps> I'm like, I have to share that. What? or I, I don't like to say what not to say, words to avoid saying to a pregnant woman. Like that mm. post is coming soon, guys. That's um, actually really good. Yeah. 
Well, because you would just be shocked. And it's like, although I know I'm pregnant and I know that my body is changing for the most beautiful gift in the world, it's still a little bit of a trigger for me. You know, it, it, it doesn't mean that because I am on this path and I do this work that things don't come up. I mean, things come up daily. And that's why I continue to show up for myself daily because you never know what's going to be handed to you that day. And, you know, I always say it's through the commitment of the practice where you will continually see exalts, results and they yeah. just seep through every aspect of your, of your life and of your being of like who you are. I also heard you say once that you used uh, the word insecurely confident. Oh yeah. Which is such a brilliant word that pretty yep. much is the best languaging to describe most females. I know that battle any sort of body image issues or eating disorders or whatever the trigger might be. What does that even mean? Oh, I, that is definitely how I described or how I described myself when I was on Adderall because it gave me this kick, this edge where it was like, oh, you're amazing. And then I would go to an event and I would just kind of look around and I'd be like, oh my God. Oh no. You know, it was like, I started comparing and, and going back into that cycle, but Adderall gives you this like edge and you just, you're like talkative and you can like talk to anybody, but it was in such an insecure way. It wasn't from like the confidence of really being who you are. It was like, an altered version. Yeah. Dear fabulous soul tribe, Fabletics has an extra special treat for you to help you live your passion for yoga and running and frolicking in nature every single day. They're gifting you two leggings for only $24. I know. It's really a $99 value, but it's for only $24. You can't go wrong. Just go to fabletics.com forward slash magic. Right now, I am wearing some high-waisted rose-colored leggings. I keep wearing these all the time because they're so comfortable. I might need to get another color of this exact type, but I love this brand. They are so cozy. And I've talked about before how I'm doing a lot of hot power vinyasa flows which is fairly intense and so it really requires some good fabric to hold my sweat without that cute little sweat spot that we can be blessed with sometimes if you know what I'm talking about. Well, Fabletics, they call themselves the Netflix of athletic wear or yoga wear, which is so true as they have their in-house unique designs. They continue to grow their selection constantly and so you have an abundance of a selection that make your tushy look good. By the way, they are some of the most affordable activewear on the market with high quality material and they can do this because of their amazing VIP members program, which gives you 50% off regular prices plus free shipping and additional perks like a stylus. I would totally look into that if I were you. So Tribe, again, Fabletics is gifting you two leggings for only $24. So just visit fabletics.com forward slash magic. I'll leave it in the show notes for you. That's fabletics.com forward slash magic and pick your two pairs. That honestly is a term I think that most everybody is feeling at that time. It's almost like we wear this mask 
so many times so we can cover up whatever issues that we might be going through, whatever triggers we are experiencing that stop us from really living our true life. But man, if we can just like scratch that insecurely confident and find that confidence, like the true yeah. inner confidence, and we will thrive in whatever. And right now you are thriving in oh. every area from what I know of, of course, of course, we have our <laughs> personal stories and issues, like everybody has that, but you are still, no matter where you are, you still are thriving because you have found a lifestyle, a diet and exercise that works for you. And you are so radiant again, you, true pregnancy goals, oh, I must thank say. You. Thank you. <laughs> and I know that a lot of it, like you said, is from healing from within, but also the plant-based food has helped and your exercise has helped. So I want to talk about your philosophies first, your plant-based yeah. food philosophy and from your, your pre-pregnancy and also your during pregnancy philosophy for those that might be pregnant as well. Yeah. Perfect. So, you know, I threw, I think through battling acne for so long, I was on a mission to get to the bottom of what was really going on in my body. And, you know, as I shared with the meditation, that was such a huge component but I just started looking at everything in my life, relationships, the food that was on my plate, how it got there, what was in that food. And I just started researching more and watching more documentaries, reading the China study. And it was like something just immediately shifted in me. I was always drawn to a plant-based diet and like veganism. Like I, I always found it to be, I almost like in the back of my mind, I was like, I feel as if that's like the ultimate, like that's the way of life. But it's, you know, we have all of these like outside things going on and we're told all of these things that we need animal protein and high protein diets. And I, I started slowly just focusing on like adding in more plant-based foods to every meal. So, you know, breakfast, I started making these smoothies and I was feeling amazing. And then I was having these huge salads with all of these plant-based ingredients. And I was like filling myself up in a way that I had never filled myself up before. It was like, I was allowing myself to eat until I was satisfied without thinking like, I can't believe I just ate quinoa, sweet potatoes, avocado all in one meal. It was like, I didn't think about that stuff anymore. It was, I was allowing myself to really feel nourished from the inside out. And it just, it, it really was a slow shift. And before I knew it, I was like, I was eating plant-based and my, I, my skin looked amazing. My hair had never been better. I had so much energy and I just was feeling like more called on this path of, you know, really discovering the, just like the benefits of eating a vegan diet. And not only that, you know, I follow Banana Blondie, James Aspie and Asprey, I think it is. And yeah. 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 He's hilarious. He's amazing. And I, you know, it's become more of a way of life for me now. And I'm much more mindful of even clothing that I buy. I mean, listen, do I have leather? Do I have some things? I do. I'm not here to say that I live 100% of a, a vegan lifestyle. I really think it's it's the best way of life for our health, for our 
for the, for the world, for pretty much everything. And, you know, I think studies show that like the, the, the impact that it would have if, if people adapted more of, of a vegan lifestyle. And I will say, I do want to share this because a lot of people ask me about pregnancy. Pregnancy is like a whole different animal for anyone that's pregnant can totally relate. And I, I had the most difficult time with food in the beginning. I literally couldn't eat anything. I was projectile vomiting eight to 10 times a day. I was beyond ill, nauseous, everything. And the last thing I could think about was like the food that I, that I typically love. So I, I couldn't have green juices, smoothies, salads. It was like, I was literally eating ramen noodles and the most random stuff to just keep something down. And this happened with Bet when I was pregnant with Benjamin towards the end of my pregnancy. I my sister was over, she was making eggs and I was like, "Oh, those look I don't know why, I want them." And she's like, "Well, just have a bite." And I'm like, "No, I'm not going to ha- I'm I'm not going to." And then it was like the next day she did it again and I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to have a bite." And I had a bite and I it was like, good. I felt, I felt fine. And it wasn't like I judged myself where I was like, you are not vegan anymore. And like, this is it. You know, it's like, I'm really gentle with myself during pregnancy because I have very tough pregnancies and I really look at it as like, you've got to do whatever you've got to do during this time. And if eggs start to seep back into your life, and then if you want to continue, like, you have to do what works for you, you know? And I, I really try not to be a judgy vegan. And I say that in the sense that I don't think it's, it's just not nice to make people feel bad about something, Ugh. about their way of life. And, and listen, I, I believe that it's, it will, it will change our, our entire world if we shift into this way of living but you can't make people feel like shit about the way that they're doing things that they're doing now. It's never going to have a positive impact on any sense of change. So I say that with so much love for anyone, you know, like I had, Noah was eating a turkey and cheese sandwich. I think I was like (laughs) five months pregnant. And I, I was like, I want that. I, and a, you're not supposed to have cold cuts during pregnancy. And my girlfriend always says, if you're not supposed to eat cold cuts during pregnancy, we're probably not supposed to eat them in real life, like in everyday life. But I wanted a bite. It was like, I was like salivating. So I took wow. a bite. Yeah. It made me sick. I threw up, yeah. but I, like I honor things in a way that I, if, if, if I'm feeling like I want it, I allow myself to, but you know, right after I had Benjamin too, I went right back to eating the way that I do because it's just like a foreign object is living in your, it's the weirdest thing. You can't put your finger on it. And I mean, I never want to feel bad about it. So that's why I openly share it. And I I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. I'm so glad that you do openly share it all because I'm sure that you are not sitting alone in this position, especially for people that are vegan and pregnant and they might be having these other cravings. And there are so many great messages and takeaways from what you just shared. Not only, no matter if you're pregnant or not, but you were listening to your body's needs at that time. Exactly. That is everything. I mean, I know 
Thank you. And I've <laughs> it's like I've been wanting to share in a post too. And and not that I'm like, you know what, I'll be honest. I, I do think there is a component where it's like I stand so strongly behind this belief. And then it's, you know, I I have eaten them a few times during this pregnancy. And when I like it's not about the number, but it's been a handful of times, but it's like, it's not about, I think just moving away from labeling yourself something. And like, I like to say I eat plant-based because I find it to be like a, a, an approachable way of life. And, and listen, vegan, I love vegans. I love, mm-hmm. but sometimes it can really, um, some vegans can just be really harsh with the their delivery place. and the vegan yeah, place. and just like make you feel bad. And I never want to be that person in whatever it is I believe. And I think it's it's like we're all human. That, well, exactly, we're all human. Well, that's another big takeaway I want people to hear and really, really hear. I know some people might feel close to it, but you know, a part of the vegan message is to be compassionate for all living beings, including yourself and just whatever other people are doing and choosing and to not put so much pressure on others or even ourselves in those moments where we might feel like we want something else in that moment. And then to not beat ourselves up if it if we did get sick from it or if it later didn't feel like a right choice and if it did feel like a great choice, great, you know? Right. Just, you said that perfectly. <laughs> exactly true. And that's that's why I share it because yeah. I think it's 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 also going back to that place of like, listen, I yes, I one hundred percent believe in a plant-based diet. And during my pregnancy I've had a few things and I am not perfect. And it's just going back to that place of I am I'm not perfect and I don't want to be and I never want to portray that image. So oh, the see you realize that bite of your turkey sandwich and listening to your body's needs and recognizing like hey, I am not perfect. Well, first of all, what even is perfection? But also yep. that is major growth for your soul to be like, yo, I'm <laughs> unapologetically me. This is especially for somebody that was a perfectionist. Like that is such great expansion right there. Just honoring <laughs> that moment. Like, that's huge. And thank you. I'm You're honest- making me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I'm looking at the bigger picture here. But I mean I did actually have eggs and fish during the holidays for a bit and it just didn't feel right anymore. So I stopped, but I've been plant-based for a while. And even though I think that vegan is a beautiful message and I'm so, I applaud those that do label themselves vegan and really go for it and fight for the animals. I think that's amazing, but that's, but for me, I just, I, I'm vegan to eat the plants and to help the environment in my own individual way, you know, but not to have to impose any beliefs on people. I think that's that's great and that's exactly what I believe as well and you have to do what works for you and, and what just feels good in your body and I mean the message of veganism is is a the most beautiful message but like you said you have to have compassion for all things and if you're not vegan it's you know you I, I don't think it's um, – it's just not nice to make anyone feel bad about anything. So, And also, just, 
I've never been pregnant before and <laughs> nobody <laughs> should ever judge a pregnant woman's cravings and hormones for especially yourself so it's totally 100% like you're human and you're fine and it's just it's honestly a beautiful thing uh, it is and you you I mean this is for people who have challenging pregnancies it's like you you just have to do whatever yeah. you have to do to to make it through this time because it can be really tough yeah it can. I'm. I, I am sure. One day I'll know, and one day I'll be going to you and being like, "What do I do?" You'll be like, "Listen to your body." <laughs> exactly. I love it. Tribe, I have something for you that will encourage you to expand your knowledge and skill sets in many creative and business and other lifestyle endeavors. And if you happen to have listened to the intro, well then you may know that I am all about taking courses that fuel me to be better and brighter than I was yesterday and to create my own new magic every day. And that's why this sponsor, Skillshare, is so fitting for your own magic as they can help us unleash our own magic and nourish our own skills by either deepening ones that exist or learning new skills that have been hidden within. So from taking a creative writing masterclass so I can finally finish this book for my literary agent to photography so I can take insta-worthy pics of my friends and even entrepreneur courses I now have my eye on and I intend to take, you know, for Yom, for you. I have over 20,000 different courses to choose from. You have over 20,000 courses to choose from for less than a dollar, less than a pound and less than a euro, I believe. So only 99 cents for two whole months. Yes, that is truly a steal. To sign up, go to skillshare.com forward slash magic and make sure you follow the link to get the deal. Again, go to skillshare.com forward slash magic to start your two months now. That's skillshare.com forward slash magic. And if you do this, share it with me and the tribe in the Facebook group and what classes you're taking now if you'd like. I'd love to know. Well, also your fitness philosophy. I love your fitness philosophy. And I realized recently that high intensity circuit workouts and long six mile runs, they no longer really serve me anymore in this season of my life. I, I do love intense okay. yoga and I love calm flows, and but I love low impact workouts. And I think we all intuitively know what works best for us and everyone's so different, but you clearly have found your regime that works for you. And it might be different now that you're pregnant and it might be the yeah. same. I don't know, but I love your philosophy, your fitness philosophy. So, and perhaps it might resonate with our listeners. Do you mind sharing the MWH method a bit? Yes, I would love to. <laughs> I mean, I, I really found this philosophy myself through doing everything that I was told that I needed to do for so many years. And <laughs> just kind of leaving a class one day and just feeling like shit. I had so much anxiety. I didn't like the way that I felt. And just coming from a place of starting to really tune into that. I always, I always like to ask people, how do you feel going into your workout? Do you have this like overwhelming sense of anxiety where it's like, oh God, I have to do that thing. And then you go in and you do it and your heart is pounding. And listen, it's great to do things that 
get your heart rate up. But how do you really feel? <laughs> you know, are you doing this because it's like the latest trend <laughs> and that's what your favorite supermodel does? And like when you leave, how do you feel? Are you starving all day? Mm-hmm. Do you have energy? So it really came through that place of, you know, just going back to, I could literally talk about meditation all day, but it, it came, it comes back to being able to tune in in a bigger way and through a, you know, as you know, I'm sure you can, um, you can also agree it, through meditation. It's like you, you, things become loud, like you just listen to things mm-hmm. differently. They become clearer. And I, I was not feeling good in my body and I was doing these things aggressively for so many years. So I started doing more Pilates style workouts, more yoga. And I, I loved it so much. I loved the way that I was feeling. I started sharing my workouts, just some Insta stories really. And then I would share little clips on Instagram. I started, I got yoga certified and it was like, that just opened up something for me. And I did it with my girlfriend, Tara Styles, who has- Oh, I love um, her. I didn't know you were friends with her. That's amazing. Yes. We modeled together oh. for, for years. And What's her method called again? I've done it before, I think on YouTube. It's Strala. Strala, that's right. Her. That's yeah. right. And it was, it was really through that training that I had discovered something within myself because she is all about finding your thing. And, you, you know, she doesn't teach in a traditional way at all. Even her training, it's, it's not traditional yoga training. So that's, that was really why I was drawn to it. <laughs> Plus I was breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I was going home in between like for lunch break to feed Benjamin and come back. And she was very accommodating, which was helpful during that time. But, you know, I spoke with her one day and I, and I said, I'm really into Pilates and I'm really into yoga. And she goes, so combine them. Why not? And I was like, yeah, I guess I, I just didn't even think of it because they, they were always see, like, you know, they were always, there's yoga Pilates, but yeah. Yeah, (laughs) there is. Yes. In in LA, but it was, you know, it was like the, she said that to me and it was like, yeah. it was almost as if she opened up, like gave me this permission. And yes. one thing I really love about Tara is like, I remember the first day of our training and she walked up in front of the group and she's like, I'm so nervous. And just, she's so real. And it, just being around the energy, it really helped me kind of find my own thing in a very comfortable, safe space. So after that, I started sharing my workouts on an app and that was really just where everything shifted for me because I was able to connect with people in, in a bigger way. Yeah. And What's the app? It was the app I was on was originally Fitner and then they switched the name to Playbook. And that was really where I got my start, just kind of sharing my workouts. And at this point it was like, I didn't know what my method was, but through doing it, I, it really, it came to me in a big way that, you know, my method is all about slow controlled movements through these yoga and Pilates style principles to create long lean lines throughout your body and less about like pounding yourself into the ground. And which for me, like that just made me bulky because bulky because of the anxiety and the tension that it created in my body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was holding on to more of like the stressors. Mm -hmm. Like when I say 
burpees and jump squats made me bulky, people can like attack me and be like jump burpees and jump squats won't make you won't make you um, bulky. I'm like, okay, if your relationship to it isn't anxiety prone, but for me it was. So I like to share this because I think living in New York City and traveling to these major cities, it's like people think you can't get the body that you desire unless you kill yourself. And I'm here to share that I believe the exact opposite. I think when you are gentle and you move in an easy, loving way with yourself through your mind and your body, you will experience results that you never would have imagined within your own body. And I'm just here to help you find the best body within your, like for yourself. Not, I, you know, I don't, I never, like whenever someone's like, well, I really, I want to look like her. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's go to a place where like you remember feeling your best. Let's find a picture and go back to like, you need to be your own motivation. You are not going to look like Lily Eldridge. It's like, you are you. And then that's, I think when we, it's, it's going back to just loving and accepting yourself exactly as you are. And then moving through that place is where I found I always say it's like, I knew that was my body. <laughs> I knew yeah. that that was my body, but I had I had so many layers of just stress, anxiety, tension, comparison piled on throughout the years. And as I slowly started peeling them off through, you know, loving the way that I felt when I worked out in this way, it was like I I found who I really was. Oh my gosh, this is so healing to hear. I have like tears in my eyes. <laughs> seriously it's so beautiful it's because I resonate with it so much when I I used to be so well a perfectionist but also work myself out so hard working if I didn't work out three hours or two hours that day I had a horrible day and it was only really much to cover up my old addictions of drugs and stuff and then I moved on to healthy lifestyle but I ended up uh uh, substituting it with fitness <laughs> and right um I would run like I would run every single day and if I didn't run it was just a horrible day but you know yeah so I physically looked so fit but also man I was so weak at the same time and now mm. I look I I, I I think I probably just look normal but I feel amazing and I pretty much just do yoga and so it's an interesting well, that says difference. Everything. Yes. It's, that says everything. Oh, it, it is and everything. I, I think it, it is everything. And it's so important because people think that when they're in that cycle, that it's like, oh, it's all healthy things. But there are, there is such thing as having he- like addictions to healthy habits that are, yeah. are not healthy. It, exactly. Because I had this, I had the same thing. It was like I had this healthy addiction, but it was an unhealthy way of going about it. So, and, you know, going from working out, like you said, you were doing two, three hours a day. I was doing two hours minimum, almost six, seven days a week for many years. And now my workouts are, are all about just, you know, these 20 to 30 minute flows that you can make happen at least, you know, a good four or five days a week. And you'll start to see less is more. Like I don't think, you know, this, I hate this, like a no pain, no gain mentality. I'm No, 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 no. Like where there's pain, there's pain. So when you 
slow down and you know maybe you you do a 20 minute meditation and a 30 minute flow you, the benefits that you will experience in in your mind and your body will i mean it's they it goes beyond any 2 hour workout that i've ever done mhm because really it's because your relationship from within is so much stronger and so that's mm-hmm. why you're able to just move as long as however long your body wants to move and at least you're moving your body because you love your body exactly you're not mo- you're not moving it because you're trying to fix every single thing yeah that's where everything shifts Oh, that's the ultimate. Like, <laughs> if you want to transform, you have to transform that oh. process. <laughs> I can't wait for people to hear this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, love it. I might need to rethink something just, I was like, ooh, I might need to add that in and like revise my method a little bit because it's the, that's the truth. It's like, that's where, that's where you see the ultimate results. It's powerful. And I know you became this strong as well. You credit a lot of it to meditation. Me too. So I'm curious, what does your meditation look like? And uh, yeah, how do you get into alignment? Yeah. So, you know, I, I practiced transcendental meditation for years. And while it really worked for me, I've, I've gotten to this place. It's like when people are like, well, what kind? I'm like, I've, I've kind of just, I, I do my own little thing now. I'm like, I do, I started doing this, um, kind of movement meautation that, uh, Biet, Biet Simkin did at this, um, event that we, we spoke together at. It's, it's literally just, I've showed it on my stories where like you take a big inhale, arms up overhead, exhale, let everything go, bring your arms down. So I start with that. This is a a very new addition, but it's been giving me so much. I do that. And then I meditate for 20 minutes. I read my lesson of a day in A Course in Miracles. And yeah, I mean, listen, ideally I'd love to do my 20 minute meditation every day. Like if I could paint the perfect meditation picture, it would be what I just said. However, when you, um, insert my toddler and (laughs) soon to be, you know, newborn baby, things are probably going to look different, but I am a true believer that this is something that you can create space for no matter what it is that you're doing. If you, you know, you own your own company and you have children and you wake up an hour before you have to get out the door, listen to a guided meditation on your commute to work or when you're doing your makeup or when you're in the car or on the train. I think that there's always space to bring this in. And the more that you have that mentality, you will find pockets of time throughout your day. And that's pretty much like where I'm at. You know, I, I, I strive for the morning. Benjamin's nanny's been away for two weeks. I have like someone helping out, but my meditation today was at 1145 and I do what I can with what I'm given. And it just continually it serves me because I have that mindset. Yes. It, it is always going to change daily. It is. It does. Daily. Daily. It does. Mine too. Mine was actually a little past two today and I do prefer morning meditations, but it's just funny what happens when you go with the flow. I know. And it's, I think the more that you just, you know, like I, I do love to say it's through the commitment. So it's like, no matter what, I will get it in. Yes. Somewhere. That's the part at that matters. Point. 
That's the part that really makes a difference. And I think that's where the shifts were, will continue to show up within yourself and in your relationship to everything in your life when you create the space yeah. and like really look for the space. So if you're someone who like wakes up and you scroll on Instagram first thing or you answer <laughs> email, just hold for five minutes and implement the meditation first. I guarantee you start, you just move through your day in a less reactive way. And it's, it's like, I mean, I, I love Instagram. It's amazing. It's changed my life, but it can be really negative, especially to take that in the second you wake up. I think that's such a great message for so many people. If anything, there's any takeaways, guys, just maybe wake up and not look at Instagram. It's your very first thing. Yeah, please. That's huge. (laughs) (laughs) And that really does change the day. Um, And I'm curious of what a day, well, pre-pregnancy and also during pregnancy looks like in your life. I'm sure, I mean, it always changes, but... You know, just on a general scale, a general look. Yeah. So I, I wake up, I mean, I strive to wake up before Benjamin and I was in a really good flow of that towards the end of my pregnancy. It's like, he's my alarm clock. So either way, if I can wake up and get my, my meditation practice in before him, amazing. Those are always, by the way, my best days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if he is my alarm clock, then we get up together and we have breakfast. Yeah, we just have like the morning has always been our thing. I do have a full-time nanny who comes Monday through Friday. And I really try to schedule her in a way that I have these, these, you know, these windows of alone time with him. And I think that's I, I really think that's how I've developed such a strong bond with him is like him being with me in the morning and just me. And then when she comes, I would, I'll go into my office. I usually will do, if I hadn't done my meditation, then I'll do my meditation and then I'll do my workout. And that's where I film my workouts because I, you know, how my workouts really became my business is I just started sharing what I what I do, like what I believe. And it's it's pretty much me just putting the the camera on on my iPhone on a tripod and sharing it in a real way. And I try to keep everything super raw, unedited, just because it's it's it works for my life, really. And and then I have Dylan who's on my team come to my apartment. We work out of my apartment now and I'll be moving. So we'll have a real office set up. I'm so excited about. We we have an awesome office set up now, but that will be my daughter's room. So we're kind of being kicked out. Mm-hmm. So we're utilizing the space while we have it. And D- Dylan would come. I mean, I usually have her come like early afternoon and we start going through mostly like the most important thing is like the customer service end of the website of the workouts. Now that they're all on my website and I am no longer on the app, it's like I now deal with that end of things. So it's like we deal with everything and Dylan really takes that on and we we go through pretty much anything that we have for the day. So it, through emails, any shoots that are coming up, um, she's 
really helps me with content creation as well on, on just sharing things that, you know, she thinks would be helpful for, you know, me to share with my followers yeah. or on the website. And it really makes a difference when you have someone on your team. That's I so did, great you I have did this. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like such a game changer. I did this for so long by myself because I was like, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And I think the thing that's really helped me grow is being able to, to know that you can't do it all and that that's okay. And it only makes you stronger when you bring someone in and give them their own responsibilities. And, you know, it's like they become part of your, your team for real. So that's been, um, that's been one of the biggest shifts this year because we've been together since January, right when I found out I was pregnant actually. So (laughs) she's been through this entire journey. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You definitely needed her then too because of your pregnancy. So, oh yeah. yeah. So it sounds like (laughs) there has been a lot of changes between pre and during pregnancy, but it's been great because you've been able to delegate to Dylan. Yes. I've been able to, to delegate, which makes such a difference. And, and then, you know, I, I end my day at a reasonable time where I have Benjamin to myself. We'll go to the park just him and I, his nanny will leave around. It depends. Every day kind of looks different, but let's say between like the 5 and 7 p.m. range. And if, you know, we'll go to the park, I have dinner alone with him most nights because my husband is in the office late. So like Monday through Friday is pretty much, you know, I do my, my dinner alone with Benjamin. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, is that my day? You know, sometimes we run around to meetings or we have things, but all in all, that's pretty, pretty much the gist that's of it. That's beautiful. That's honestly such a beautiful day, like a golden day for somebody that is doing all that you do and all that you provide for the world. Yet you also have so many pockets where you get to spend with Benjamin. I oh yeah. That. I make that a priority. Yeah. I, I have to. Does um, Benjamin never meditate? He does. Uh-huh. He, he gets like annoyed when I meditate. He'll be like, don't meditate because it's because I'm taking time away from him. Oh. But <laughs> he's, you know, it's as, as grateful as I am to be able to work from home and be around him so much. It's also very challenging. And I will say as he turned three and I'm this pregnant, it's like, it's been really hard to get stuff done. That's why I'm sitting here in Dylan's apartment right now doing this podcast with you because I, sometimes I need to just leave and, and actually like focus and get things done, but it will be interesting to say the least when (sighs) When baby number two comes. He's preparing himself (laughs) mentally, even if he knows it or not, he is. I think he is too. Yes. And he'll be fine. I think so. And that's nice. You have a second office with Dylan. (laughs) No, definitely. And she lives Mm -hmm. so close to me. So it's nice to be able to come here if we need to. And yeah, once we move, we'll have more of like a real setup. So it will be great. That's amazing. Do you have some time for some rapid fire? Yes. You do? Good. I okay. Oh, I love it. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, or Neapolitan? Vanilla. Ginger or turmeric? Ginger. Dog or cat person? Dog. Favorite city in the world? New York. Favorite book? 
a return to love. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> what, <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? I had a celery juice to start. I'm on this Ooh. huge kick. <laughs> I need to start getting into celery juice. I hear so many wonderful things about it. I'm obsessed. Um, I And I uh, didn't want to be because I don't like to hop on like, you know, when something's trending so hard. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I love my juice. My yeah. juice has served me. This is like, <laughs> I love the way that I feel. Oh my gosh. I need to try one thing. So right now I'm in Belfast. I'm going to go on a little splurge a second. Yeah. And they don't really have any. I love Belfast. It's so beautiful. I've never been. Uh, but they, they they don't really have any. It's in Northern Ireland and they don't really have any juice places. And it kind of bums me out. And I don't have, I don't travel with a juicer. Yeah. So. Ireland is tough for, I've been to, to Ireland a few times. I've never been to Belfast, but I, f- I found it to be, I mean, this is years ago, but it wasn't the easiest place for for my healthy eating, but I, I've heard it shifted. So Oh, it shifted. I went down to Dublin and I got myself a green juice. Oh, yeah. And I and actually got a couple. So that was great. But Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Dublin, you can definitely get stuff. Yeah, because it's a city. Yep. Um, back to it. Favorite okay. snack? My favorite snack is... A green juice or avocado toast? Ooh, yes. Favorite <laughs> yoga style? In the flow with Melissa Woodhouse. Is that I okay? love it. No, that's a, that's a style. I love it. Um, Crystal, you're resonating with most right now, um, if any. Let's see. Crystal is selenite. Oh, yes. So grounding. I night. So grounding. Yes. And also, I actually, I'm, that's interesting you say that. I'm holding one right now. I just realized. Oh, that's so funny. Because I hold some crystals when I, I like choose the crystal that feels like it's going to resonate most with this podcast. And that's interesting you said selenite. Oh, I love that. That's the one that I chose. That's so cool. <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a child? I wanted to be a model. But now I realize what I really wanted to be, and like it sounds cheesy, but is a role model, like a real, you know. No, yeah, and that's yeah. what you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or no, one of uh, somebody in my soul tribe said, uh, "You're my role model. You're my you're my soul model." Ooh, I was like, "Oh, I love uh, that. I've never heard I that know. before." Isn't that brilliant? That's <laughs> so good. Shout out to Jaden. I just had to say that. So <laughs> Um, favorite TV show? The Affair. Ooh. Oh I my God. Seen that one. It is so good. It's like, <laughs> I can't even get over it. I cannot wait for the next season. <laughs> I'm addicted. Maybe I'll check it out. Oh, um, you have to. It's the best show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Cause I don't know of any good ones right now. Oh, it's, um, it's going to rock your world. It's so good. Maybe I'll actually watch something tonight. Oh, no, no. Right. You, you have to. You have to. Okay. Okay. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll let you know. Um, define love. <sighs> oh, this is a good one. Um, accepting yourself and others. Oh, I love that. Define life. Happiness. Mm. Define God, source, the universe. Um, a higher power that speaks through you. Yes. Now this higher power that speaks through you uh, gave you free billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. What would these billboards read? Mm. Oh, God, this is good. I've never heard this. <laughs> you know, it's it's not my quote, but I would 
I, I always stand behind this because it's been the ultimate um, shifter in my life is to love and accept yourself exactly the way you are. Yeah. Louise Hay. Yep. That <laughs> mantra. That's one yep. theme throughout this entire, this entire podcast. One last question yeah. that I asked all of the Your Own Magic guests, how would you advise the Your Own Magic listeners to create their own magic? To really create the space to tune into yourself, to just weed out all the chaos that's going on around you and commit, commit, commit to a practice that serves you. Oh, yes. (laughs) I love that mic drop, (laughs) Melissa. Yes. You are so adorable, by the way. How I have to be friends with you. This is what happened. This is what happened when I did Lauren. I was like, how are we like we have to be friends? Like this is just a given. I'm feeling it. I'm like, I feel like I actually know you. I I feel feel, so connected. I feel so connected to you. Where do you live? Do you live in LA? No, I don't really have a place where I live. I'm kind of a nomad traveling right now. But I do plan on when I do settle, perhaps the end of this year, back to Hawaii. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But I was living in the UK for a while. And now I'm I'm about to – I don't even know where I'm going to go next <laughs> to be honest. That's, That's awesome. the nomad life. That's yeah. good for you. Well, if you come to New York, you have to let me know or – I will. If if you see that we're in the same city, you have to reach out to me because I'd love to meet you. You you your energy is contagious. <laughs> it's, I would. It's so beautiful. You're such a beautiful person. I like. To, it's crazy. You can just feel it. Oh my gosh, Melissa! I want to give you a big hug right now. <laughs> I'm seriously like I, this makes me so happy. I'm smiling from ear to ear. No, I'm. Where? So, I loved this. I I loved this podcast. I, <laughs> this is one of my. This is my favorite. Like I just feel feel so high. Oh my God. I feel like I'm on such a high too. Hello. (laughs) This is the best way to get high. It really Um, is. (laughs) And I want everyone to connect with you. Where can they find you? You can find me. My website is melissawoodhealth.com or my Instagram is at melissawoodhealth. And I'll leave that in the show notes. And I love your Instagram, by the way. I haven't been on Instagram since March. Wow. <laughs> Which is, I know. But I mean, the podcast is still growing organically, drastically. I don't know how, but I don't, but. It's, but well, listen, and you have, you have real listeners. Yeah. My tribe is truly like the best tribe. They're so loyal and they're going to love you. I'm so excited to meet them. I, I feel like. When I did Lauren's pot, I was like, whoa, you have a community of people that love you. And it's, it's so yeah. nice like, connecting with, with yeah. people who are equally as passionate and like-minded as you. So DM Melissa, you guys, <laughs> your favorite part of this podcast right oh, now. You're so sweet. Thank <laughs> you so, you're so sweet for having me on. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. I seriously had the best time. Thank you. Me too. I really did. Soul tribe, yummies, yum fries. <laughs> oh man. Thank you so much for lending your ear. If you like this episode and you have a friend in mind who could use this message, please follow that impulse and spread the magic. And if you're interested in discovering self-exploration tools for your soul, 
Well, I invite you to join the Soul Tribe exclusive site at yourownmagic.life where I have many meditative imaginings and journalings and magic challenges and more for $4.44 per month. $4.44. And you can receive a little teaser if you rate and review the podcast. I'll just send you a meditative imagining to your inbox. Plus, you'll be entered for a chance to win $150 worth of Hum giveaway products. What? And so just send a screenshot of your rate and review to hello at your own magic.life. Anyways, I love you all so much. Thank you for being a light in this tribe and have a magical day. <laughs>